the Italian Wine Podcast is the community-driven platform for Italian wine geeks around the world. Support the show by donating at italianwinepodcast.com. Donate five or more euros and we'll send you a copy of our latest book, My Italian Grape Geek Journal, absolutely free. To get your free copy of My Italian Grape Geek Journal, click support us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. Grazie mille. Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This is The Next Generation with me, your host, McKenna Cassidy. For the next 30 minutes, I invite you to explore with me what young adults are up to in the Italian wine scene. Today, let's feast on our discussion of Italian wine, travel, food, and culture. Thank you for being here. Grab a glass with us. Chin chin. Welcome, everyone to the under 30 section of the Italian Wine Podcast. I'm McKenna, and I'm here today with Simone Fotti from Ivignieri Winery, and I'm so grateful. Welcome, Simone. Hi, McKenna. Thank you for your invitation. I'm really happy to be here and to discuss with you today. Great. It's such a joy to have you. I, I know we're very excited to dialogue about what's happening in the wine industry as well as your impact within your winery. Would you mind describing to us where you're calling from today and kind of your background? Yeah, of course. I'm Simone. I'm 20 years old, so under 30. My father started uh, to making wine uh, Many years ago, and uh, 25 years, he started to create our uh, domain. The name is Ivinieri. This passion I try to cultivate and continue uh, until today. I did uh, different study and uh, different experience uh, around the world. And after that, in 2019, I decided to come back to our winery for uh, start to work hard to try to give the continuity and so to represent the next generation to our winery. Today I'm take care of uh, all of the management of the vineyard because it's something I really like because also I studied viticulture and uh, winemaking in France. From the beginning, from uh, when I was really young, I started to work in the vineyard, so I really passionate and really interested by the vineyard and uh, how everything is grown in terms of the cultivation until we arrive uh, to the production of the grape. It's very interesting to see all of the different aspects and the moments of the vineyard during the year. I know and I speak good English, I can say, and also good French. So my father asking to me if I can help to take the possibility and role for uh, the sales management too. So I also take care of this important aspect to take care of all the connection with the customer and uh, to go around to also try to be present in the first line and try to tell of all of our history and philosophy. And this is very important because the people love to listen uh, all by the producers. So the idea, the philosophy around our winery is all by the family. At the moment, uh, me, my brother, I still work at the winery. So it's a harmony between uh, our three. So we are happy. How old is your brother? He's 24. And that's Andrea, right? And, uh, yes, exactly. His name is Andrea. And you are... All born in Catania. Okay, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And we live uh, today more in Etna. Before, uh, we love to spend more time in Catania, but now, because we are so busy, we are starting to live in mountain area. So, <laughs> Okay. And then you mentioned, like, kind of that center core of family. How does that extend to the guild of wine growers that is also now even Yeti? 
Yes, exactly. We love today to take care more the philosophy of vineyard. Before was an association. My father started 20 years ago and now with the presence of me and my brother Andrea, we decided to take care more about this project. And then we started also to make part of production. We started in 2020, we bought one vineyard and we started to follow our project, our idea of making wine. This is at the moment our projects. I love the idea. So as trendy as the idea of natural wine is, your winery takes a different philosophical approach, which is vini umani, so the human wines. Yeah. Like for people, by people, with respect for people and the environment. So it's not denying the influence of the human being on the winemaking process, but actually embracing it and making that part of the beauty of the wine instead of casting away the human influence. Watch nature make its own wine. It's really like, no, people are part of the process and we're also the ones who enjoy drinking it. So (laughs) human wines, it's a good label for it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, this kind of uh, new expression, new terms we would like to use uh, is uh, from a few years because, uh, you know, the world of natural is something we really trust uh, from the beginning because my father started uh, with this kind of, of view. But more and more with the explosion of the trend of the natural, sometimes uh, is very confused and uh, we would like to give uh, a true identity specific of our view and philosophy to making wine. And for us, human means that uh, in the center of the world of the wine, there is the presence of the people, of the, of the person who take care of the vineyard, who take care of the vinification until the bottling. And for us, it's important to have behind the wine the family, and this is what we are. So for us, it's very important before to say we are natural, to say that we would like to use this kind of expression like human wines. Then the idea of the humans, of course, is also to work by uh, approach of natural with less intervention to the seller, to be more respect in terms of the environment of the natural. And important what we think is also to respect the tradition of the place, because uh, this is uh, not uh, a trend that can finish during the time. This kind of synergy between tradition and innovation is the key for the future without any influence from a new trend. Because more and more we see that uh, the, the wine is a kind of a trend that is changed so quickly and is influenced by different movements. So we would like to give more the idea of the wine by style of culture, of history and of continuity of something that was started many, many years ago. Because if we think about the history of viticulture in Etna is something very, very old. It's not something recently. So we must to preserve the tradition of the time. Like, for example, I don't know if you know about the history of the Palmento. No? Palmento is kind of something very special for us because it's the memories of important history and knowledge of wine. My father, from the beginning, he tried to work hard for preserve the history. And today we still continue to use the Palmento. So for us, this is very important. And this not means only that it's a kind of trend, but this is a, the continuity the past and this can be possible to continue until the future i mean also because it is the true way for we respect the environment because everything is worked by gravity so we don't use any electricity and we work in a very sustainable way and this is what we would like to explain when we talk about human wines because there is the family there is the people the teamwork for us everyone 
put something important to produce a bottle of wine. That's so awesome. It, so for those who aren't familiar, the Palmento uh, Caselle is like this winery house. It's like made out of lava stone. And there were varying degrees of opulence, of like very simplicity, very simple or more intricate homes made out of this stone. And as we know, people talk about the soil a lot on Etna to a, a fault sometimes, but there's different like volcanic rocks which break down at varying degrees over varying periods of time. And to be able to live within that, I think, just reinforces your point about human wines that like we're in the soil too, <laughs> in a way. That's very, very cool. Yeah, it is. Especially, like you say, we live in Etna, so you imagine uh, how is important the force of the human, of the people who take care every single day of landscape. All of the Etna also give to us because uh, it's still a very difficult place. So we must do to preserve by the construction of the terrace, by the trade wall. Only this way for us is really possible to make uh, true Etna wines. It seems to be a kind of agreement with nature. If you want to make your wines here, you have to work with me. <laughs> you know, dig in, in the proper areas, maintain it, be a good steward of the area, but also like you can employ the area to make the great wines that you are and that you want to enjoy. True. It's been very cool, Simone, talking to young people in the wine industry. They're noticing most young people in the wine industry who are working for winery families, there seems to be a trend of them acknowledging and noticing the importance of tradition and what has worked in the past for anywhere from tens to hundreds of years and celebrating that in the present to create a sustainable future for the wine industry. So I'm really grateful that you talked about preserving tradition and loving history because that seems to be the path of sustainability and um, continued fruitfulness for the wines. Yeah, especially because uh, today everyone starting to talk about uh, sustainability because everyone wants to listen to the word sustainability, but we must to start to consider the true meaning of the sustainability. When we talk uh, today about Parmento or when just we talk about uh, our kind of the cultivation of with Alberello, with the bush wine, this is another way of uh, maintaining the sustainability because when you don't uh, work the vineyard, you don't improve the mechanization for making wine by the working of the soil. This is another important respect. And for us, all of this is the true meanings of the sustainability. But because we start from the point of view that the first is important for us, because we live in the same world. So we would like to do something with coherence, we be honest, and we know that something we give important value to the wine. So because Today, it's possible to drink all many different uh, wines in the world. There are also too much wines around the world, but the customer and the people, like also in terms of uh, food and by product, they would like to give more value to what they, they buy. Of course, the customer today check the quality, but check also the true meanings. That's important there is something behind the, the message. Try to, to change the world to have less impact by the global warming, by all of the history today we know. 
is a, our kind of uh, philosophy. We can say it can be natural, can be biodynamic, can be biological, but for us, all of this for sure is important, this is what we do, but we would like to give more this kind of idea by human. It's containing all of the message. Of- Are you enjoying this podcast? Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond, meeting winemakers, eating local food, and taking in the scenery. Now back to the show. Yeah, I think you're like getting at the, like you said, the meaning of the wine. And I think that's a main question that my peers, when they're wine shopping or in a restaurant, they're like, what wine? I think they're secretly asking themselves, like, what wine has meaning for me here? Like, which wine is going to give me a rich experience, be a real wine, something that I'll also enjoy, something that has meaning? And it was cool. I was actually listening to my news podcast today, and it turns out that for the dictionary, Merriam-Webster, the word of the year is authenticity. Exactly. And people are like searching for authenticity. Yes. Googling it. <laughs> That seems to be what you're getting at, like seeking for richness, for meaning, for authenticity in the wines. And that's the goal. Yeah, I think for me, this is something I would like to check when I drink a few wines or when I go into some restaurant for discover the cuisine, the kitchen of uh, of the restaurant. I would like to, to see the experience, then uh, to have something, try to catch the message from the person who make I agree with you. Thanks for sharing that. I think that's so important to keep in mind. And like when people are selling wine, making wine, to be able to communicate that meaning to the customers or clients or your own team is like penultimate to be able to have the wine be shared readily with others. Um, So Simone, you mentioned that you are dining. I know part of our segment is about food and wine culture. Would you be willing to share perhaps a restaurant or a wine list that you recently encountered, maybe your wines were on that list, maybe you were hoping they would get on that list, but they should already be on there really. (laughs) But maybe like a wine list that showed you an example of meaning or maybe a meal that you had that showed you an example of that richness that we were just discussing. I'd love like just a specific example of something you've experienced recently. It can be down the street from your house, it could be on one of your recent travels. But I want to know maybe an example of like that authenticity that we spoke of wherever you found it. I said before, I'm living in Etna, so I have many different uh, places that I can uh, say that are the true meaning of authenticity, also about food, about tradition. One of these, for example, for me is uh, a restaurant in uh, the north side of Etna. The name is uh, San Giorgio il Drago, and uh, it's uh, one of the places that is really incredible because uh, the chef, that I call chef, but uh, she's not a chef, she's uh, just a mother that... Now is a grandmother of uh, 19 years old, still there, and she's continued to cooking food for everyone, like family. And this is what uh, we love because this is uh, for us uh, when we're going outside and we check restaurants like this, it's the same to stay in the house, to stay in the middle of the family where you can really eat the specific, the 
authentic food and by the research of the high quality food of the area. So, for example, in Etna, we don't eat uh, any any fish, but we eat mostly food by vegetables and, and meat. And all of this product is also is cooked by this person who takes care every day of the research of the quality. What's her name? The mother, the grandmother's name. Paulina. Pauline. Oh, that's a pretty name. And what's the name of the place? The name of the place is San Giorgio del Drago. It's in, uh, in Randazzo. It was one of my favorite places. Uh, by, by the first experience I started to make uh, around uh, wine uh, with my father because my father started uh, to making wine in the north slope of Etna. So it was very close and was one of the points uh, of, uh, of the starting. Uh. Oh, cool. What food dishes did you eat or wines that you drank that were meaningful to you? In this place, for example, is a very uh, specific, very particular dish is the, is the rabbit. In fact, one of the name of uh, the main course is Coniglio alla Paolina because uh, it's the type of the food she cook, the representation of the, the kitchen she would like to, to give to us. Coniglio is rabbit for the listeners who aren't familiar with that word in Italian. Yes, Cornelius rabbit. That uh, is something that uh, is not easy to, to cook, so you must to really put uh, a lot of ingredients, but one of the most important ingredients you should put, of course, is, is the loaf. This is something that makes the difference with the other rabbit you can taste uh, in other place. Wow, what a treat. You could taste the loaf. That's awesome. What is really incredible about this is also that the wine list is only about Etna wines, mostly, of course. They love to give important uh, consideration by Sicilian wines that is very interesting because in this case also the client, the people who are going there to eat, they can uh, and they must to show it's about uh, Sicily. So this is very important because it's going to preserve the culture. Oh, like the culture as a whole or the other wines on the island. So you're not just drinking Nello Mascalese and Caricante, but like Nord Avila and like all things from all over. Okay. Ofrapato, etc. Grillo, Catarato, I mean, there are so many different grapes. Sicily has a ton of great native grapes, yes. I love uh, every time to taste uh, French wines, uh, also because uh, I started to be curious uh, when I, I was there, when especially I studied there. So for me, French wines in these terms, uh, they have a uh, lot of different wines, many not with big uh, list of grapes. Oh, they just had like simple, short, impactful lists with like several offerings, but not so extensive. Did you love being in Burgundy and Jura? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> how old were you? Me? Yeah. 28. No, how old were you when you were in Burgundy? 25. Oh my gosh. Was it one year you were in Loire, Champagne and Jura or was it? was two years. Over many years. It was very okay. full experience because I started to study in Burgundy, but then by the school, uh, I had the possibility to going around uh, and I decided to move a little bit outside of Burgundy, like Jura, Loire, and then uh, Champagne too, because I think it's also very interesting to see more as possible. Uh, because, I mean, Burgundy is so incredible place, fantastic and everything. But uh, when you go outside, you see many different stuff. Yeah, it's changed totally, no? If you had to pick a place in France to move to, where would you move? Jura. Nice. For the Vangeon? <laughs> for the Vangeon, for the landscape, for the people, for the tradition, for many different things. Because I think 
that Etna and Jura can have the same history in terms of explosion of uh, consideration. No? Because uh, if we we consider it, this place uh, from many many years everyone making wine, but after only a few years by the new discovery, the new trend, the people started to consider it again, you know. The, when I was in Burgundy, uh, the people don't talk about Jura. Uh, say, no, Jura are not really good wine. They they are just uh, vine growers. They can't be uh, the same quality of our wines, you know, but after three, four years, when I just uh, moved back uh, and I visited uh, recently, I, I was there and it's Today is not possible to buy bottles from the Jura. The price are so expensive and few producers from Burgundy now bought uh, also land in Jura. So it's the same of Etna. No? If you think Etna, that was just before uh, by history, a place where uh, you sold the wine unbottled and today everyone bottled the wine and everyone sold the wine. And today we have more of 400 producers something really incredible how it was the explosion of the wine and the consideration there i find in jura in my point of vision of course the place that is more close to us because you find more natural more tradition more value there is no too much rich people that really trust in the philosophy of wine that is work in the vineyard and uh, they making wine no? because today also the wine is kind of uh, a business too no? we have different view of making wine I think so for this I think this is a good place for us that's fabulous I'm really excited to visit Jura one day so thank you for sharing that it's pretty cool to see how you like yeah you could see similar stories aligned between both wine regions and how suddenly they became very popular over a short period of time just to the wider wine drinking community. Obviously, they were being excellent before then, but it's pretty cool to see that alignment. Simona, I know we're coming to the end of our time here, but I was wondering if maybe to our listeners, you could recommend one of your favorite pairings from your winery, uh, even Yeti, with Conilio. If you were to bring a bottle of your wine so we could have the lovely Paulina's Cornelio, what wine of yours would we drink? For sure, I think that a uh, good pairing uh, with the wine can be for sure red. And I was thinking uh, can be good uh, like Ibinieri Rosso is one of our wines we're still uh, making uh, by Palmento method that uh, is not so intense like uh, the other red we produce, Vino Petra, that is still uh, more lighter, more drinkable. It's a kind of daily wine. And uh, the style of cooking of Coniglio alla Paulina is still uh, light, so it's not uh, taste uh, wild. I think it can be uh, a good pairing. I mean, then, of course, uh, it can be easier when you have the Coniglio in, uh, in front of you and you taste the wine for see, okay, this is good or not good. Let's just bring all four, the Vino Petra, the radica and the traditional vigneti and then just taste them all exactly. to pick our feet with three different glasses and you can decide this is good or yeah. this is <laughs> that's the real fun <laughs> that's the real play yes oh yes, that's true. beautiful um simone is there anything else you'd like to share before we break I mean, in terms of the next generation, I think that uh, today we are in a good moment because I share passion uh, with other person that today live in our same uh, philosophy and uh, we can really show and change something from uh, the past. In specific, uh, there are person who decided to go back 
to the agriculture to try to make uh, the difference with uh, the products to work in a high quality to respect more as possible the organic way and this is very important for today try to change the big problematics of the global warming of the, the real products by the true ingredients. I'm really happy that I can share and I can connect with uh, other people this kind of view, of vision. I think it's very important. It's the only things that we can do to protect, to preserve uh, the world for the future. Then what can happen with the next generation, I don't know, but I would like to say something about the present. I think that we are in a good way, in a good moment, because unfortunately in the past uh, there was a... Um, uh, important use of chemical of pesticide of uh, big uh, industrialization mechanization that uh, destroyed too much so now for sure for us it will be very complex and uh, difficult to try to preserve this but we must work hard to try to live uh, different because it's important we think for respect us and for try to give a possibility to, to the new generation so this is my point of view and uh, I'm happy sometimes to discuss people about this or try to understand which kind of view and vision they have for the future. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing your perspective. It's pretty cool how close you are to the everyday process and that you have this perspective so that young people can also feel inspired to follow and believe in the wines still like us. <laughs> yes, exactly. True. <laughs> awesome. Well, Team Team Simone, I can't wait to visit your winery someday. And thank you so much for your time today and sharing your thoughts with us. Yeah, I hope too. When you come in Etna and see where we live, uh, you can understand all of uh, what we discussed today. Yes, it will become that much more alive. <laughs> exactly. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Great. Thank you so much. And uh, bye-bye. Cheers. Cheers. Tante Grazie for joining me today. Remember to catch our episodes weekly on the Italian Wine Podcast, available everywhere you get your pods. Salute!